everybody, Brian here from quantlabs.net. Today's podcast, I'm going to talk about uh, something that's pretty well, I don't think you can avoid. We're talking about uh, ESG. Uh, I'm going to figure, take a large assumption, you know what ESG is, but it's just basically another way of uh, pushing the climate change through corporate interest and all the different various companies out there. And we're also going to look at ESG sustainability ratings and the hypocrisy of that, plus uh, wokeness and the whole nine yards. So let me first start off with a warning. If you're not into or things like conspiracy theories that bother you, I'm going to issue this as a warning. But this is really not conspiracy because this is actual raw data and as there's a famous quote out there somewhere it says uh raw data raw facts don't care about your emotions so uh let me first start off with esg i don't believe in esg but i have to acknowledge that it is a reality in corporate life corporate investment it's there you can't avoid it um so you have to deal with that also uh, when it comes to wokeness, which is kind of part of this, and the social um, progressive progression, pro progressive uh, identity, uh, and all that, um, I'm not. I'm, I, I don't support it. So I'm just going to put that out there as well. All right. So I'm going to talk about first a few things about just. Let's just talk about. Uh, ESG and sustainability. So if you go to Yahoo Finance, you can type in any any instrument listed or or symbol listed anywhere in the in the markets. That's why I use Yahoo because it's got very good global coverage. But I want to show you the um, hypocrisy in this whole movement. So let me just show you, for instance, if you type in Apple AAPL symbol. Um, and in there, what will happen is you'll see um, two things under Yahoo Finance. You'll see holders, people that hold the corporation interests, as well as uh, sustainability. Sustainability, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, we've got here a, uh, okay, so I'm looking at Apple. And uh, there's environmental, social, and governance risk ratings. So that's what ESG stands for. Obviously, environmental for, uh, well, just that environment, social for their so-called social responsibility, diversity, and all that, governance, uh, and how they manage that throughout their whole corporation or enterprise. So here's Apple. Basically what I'm seeing, it's a 17, 15th percentile. Uh, risk score looks low at 0.6, low. Okay, that's what it says, low. Updated August, 2022. So there's that. And then we'll start looking at the dirty companies like oil mining. Let me just pull that up for you and compare. So one good example would be Exxon. So if I look at um, Exxon, uh, XOM is a symbol. And again, just do a comparison with Apple. Uh, 
looking at under sustainability. Wow. Okay. This is what I always see when I do my seeking alpha analysis late last year. You look at Apple and you know how they go on about, you know, uh, diversity, social governance. So with a low score of 17 comparatively to Exxon Mobile, Exxon Mobile gets a total of uh, high of 36, 83rd percentile. So their environmental risk score is at 18 and a half. Social risk score is at 9.8. So Apple is at 6.9 and governance uh, Exxon Mobile is at 8.1 and uh, Apple's at 9.2. So again, a dirty, a dirty oil producer, the largest in the world, has much better, actually more than double higher ESG than Apple. So that's hypocrisy right there. Um, so one company I know that's really into this so-called ESG thing is Salesforce. Okay. So when you look at their sustainability, it's even worse than Apple. For Salesforce, their total ESG seventh percentile at low environmental risks or 2.3 okay uh social risk 6.4 and governance at 4.5 so the most left corporation that i know of over the years i'm sure there's probably more but just as an example these are hypocrites because they go on about all this stuff but yet their sustainability rating is really low so let me pull up another company like, um, I don't know, Barrick, Barrick Gold. Let's see how they're doing. Largest in the world. And let's see their sustainability rating. So, okay, Barrick Gold, 33. Environmental risk score, 15 and a half. Social risk score, 11.9. Governance risk score. And time and time again, when I look at miners, oil producers, I always find their sustainability ratings are much, much higher than, than uh, these, 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 these uh, kind of annoying corporations at the board level. And uh, you might be asking, where does this come from? Well, this, this information does come from a company called Sustaina Analytics. And as an example, the ESG rating for Barrick was uh, updated January, uh, 2023 so these are updated quite a bit that's a hypocrisy of the whole thing don't ask me why and again i'm just giving you fact okay all right so um let's start talking about some is can you possibly invest without um without uh going through this bs of esg uh so these are some of the uh, companies that my um my uh well first let, 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 let me let me back up so just so you know blackrock is the largest asset manager in the world okay blackrock have under management about 10 trillion dollars i mean they're they're just absolutely massive um they are just incredible they participate uh, in America's 64%, 31% in Europe, and Asia at 4.5%. So just a phenomenal company that has grown 
so much. One of the things I want to talk about here that's odd is I'm on a company called MarketScreener.com. And in there, if you go under shareholders, you'll get the interest of who owes what. So, for instance, BlackRock, and this is BlackRock, I guess the head company. Um, number one is uh, shareholder, from what I'm seeing here, is Vanguard. Uh, they own 9%. Another, these are notable ones that, that you'll probably hear some names from. Tomasic, 3.3%. Uh, Charles Schwab, 2.2%. Uh, China Investment, 2.1%. Mizuho, which is Japanese, 2.2%. Capital Research, uh, sorry, BlackRock Fund Advisors, a separate company. They own uh, 2%. So imagine if you are a corporate interest shareholder of Vanguard. I mean, you're looking at a 2% of a trillion plus company. It's the largest company in the world. Um, or I should say the most influential is, you know, managing over $10 trillion. And, and I'm not sure here. Um, I think it's higher than that, but I'll just say $10 trillion. Okay, so the thing here that raises, and, and let me just talk about, they are very good investing. Uh, I'm looking at a number of companies that they so-called own, which is, or their returns. Every A lot of them are positive, with the exception of uh, China's Cinda Asset Management and BlackRock Inc. itself. So there are these different companies that, even BlackRock, separate from BlackRock, own parts of BlackRock. The fund advisory ones is an interesting one. But what I find very striking in all this is that Vanguard owns Vanguard owns fifteen percent. Now Vanguard, from a ETF standpoint, I would consider a competitor to BlackRock in terms of investment. So the two companies you'll hear a lot, I'm gonna go through just random high-performing companies, small companies, and you'll 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 hear a lot of the uh, BlackRock and Vanguard come up and State Rock's another one as well. Um, so that is BlackRock and who owns BlackRock. So now <laughs> this is where the conspiracy comes in. When you look at a company, a bank called Rothschild and Co, financial advisory, wealth and asset management and merchant banking activities, and do your research on this family. Um, by law, they have to list this. Okay, so again, you can go to MarketScreener.com for this to get this information. Uh, an interesting set of sales per region. And if you know the family history, current current status as well. Um, let's talk about it. Okay, so this is sales by region for 2021. Uh, leading the way is France, 29%. North America, 24%. Other Europe, 14.5%. Uh, 
I'm sorry, uh, UK, UK, 29%, France, 24%, North America, 14.5%. Here's the interesting one is Luxembourg at 10%, Asia Pacific, 4.7%, Switzerland at 4.1%, and the other very, very, very interesting is uh, Channel Islands, which is Jersey Guernsey, at 1.3%. Your uh, EUR in million, I don't know this, 0.7%. Okay. So you're going to wonder, is Rothschild still part of this uh, company? And yeah, hell they, yeah, yeah, hell they are. Um, Executive Chairman Management Board, Alexandra de Rothschild. Okay, so she, she I guess she or he can never know about that name is chairman of the board. And then there's a whole pile of other names that you could find. Now, this is where it also gets interesting. The shareholders, no different than BlackRock, Rothschild Concordia, 38%. Rothschild and co SCA, 7%. Morel Bernard family. Don't know who that is. 5.2. Global Alpha Management, da, da, da. And then we get into who owns Vanguard. Not much, 0.98%, but they do have a little interest in there. And a couple other smaller, to me, unknown, comp uh, unknown companies. So this, this company, Rothschild, is based out of, um, out of uh, France. So here is their... Sectors diversified investment services. Here's the names Macquarie, that's Australian. Equitable Holdings, that's US. Jefferies at 14.75%. SBI at 16%. Um, Swiss Quote at 29%. Um, and a few other ones. Uh, those are the positive returns I'm giving you. But they have interest. So when you look back on BlackRock, why does BlackRock have a little interest in, uh, or Vanguard has a little 1% interest in Rothschild, or in um, not just Rothschild, but BlackRock as well. So you can see that there's a lot of incestuous relationships going on between these firms. And you always hear about the Rothschilds or the number one uh, behind all the funny stuff that's going on in the world. So this is just facts I'm giving you. I've given you the data where to go on the websites. Again, that's at marketscreener.com for both those BlackRock and um, Rothschild. Now, the other one I'm trying to find is Vanguard. And all I'm getting is uh, ETFs. So Vanguard's the interesting one I'm trying to get a hold of. Let me go over to Yahoo and see. Because it's Vanguard uh, Global. or uh, Sorry, Vanguard Group. Now, also, you got to remember, and they're, and they're done, well, hang on here. Remember all the ETFs that they run? They own a lot. And looky, well, interesting. Vanguard Group is a private corporation. Ain't that funny? And then if you go on to Yahoo Finance, do BlackRock or Vanguard, 
you'll see all the kind of ETFs that they have. Let me just type in, see what we could find on the Vanguard group here. So it's private. There's no information on that. So ask yourself what's going on here. Why is Vanguard private? And yet they own a little piece of BlackRock that's public and a little piece that appears to be um, Rothschild as well. Now, I just, just so you know, Rothschild said that they're getting out of investment banking a few days ago. So that might be, okay, that's due to maybe the markets. They're seeing something we don't see. The markets will get bad. And this week was, well, that was bad. And I'm looking at some of the newer companies that I've scanned on. I'll give you some names here. Um, they were very volatile in, in the swings there. So they are not looking great. I don't know the number here. I'll just say 25, let's say. And uh, they don't look great. So maybe there's something coming for the week that it's going to get worse in terms of returns. So let me pull up some companies here that my system did pick up. The first one we have here is a company called, I know being in Canada, it's called Suncor out of Alberta. They own a lot of infrastructure for oil, uh, gas stations, and their Petro-Canada, all that. They're pretty big, and uh, they're well-managed. Um, they're not doing too bad. Uh, nice upswing there for the last uh, day. Uh, they're five days very volatile, so I, I don't know if I can recommend them. Uh, monthly, same, very flat. But let's go over to sustainability, as usual. Again, I'm looking at high for Suncor. Um, we'll just, I'll just say it's high. Moderate controversy level at two. All right, so let's take a look at who the holders are. Okay. Again, you know, it's just random. Now, we're talking about ESG here. Who owns, uh, who owns a portion of, of uh, Suncor? Well, first we have RBC, which is Royal Bank of Canada at 5%. The Vanguard at 3.7%. Okay, so some other companies here that I don't know, probably Canadian. And uh, we, 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 what we got to understand here, looking at the Rothschild and the Vanguard thing, when it's private, there's, if, it, if, if I'm talking about that family, they own a lot of interest through different investment firms, namely... Vanguard. So again, when it comes to ESG, you can't avoid this. But when it comes up either BlackRock or ESG, uh, or sorry, BlackRock and Vanguard, you know, you're, you're going to see those two companies in all these companies. So I'm going to pull up another company, PAG. This one's been doing okay. Henske Automotive Group. Uh, just so you know, it looks like it's kind of in decline. It had a nice run up here. So it's one of those companies that didn't do really well. It's in decline. That's why I'm giving you the, the, the name because I'm not too worried. Uh, it did have a good run up until February 17th. So when I'm talking about that, we're talking at 118 back in January 25th. And uh, it peaked at uh, February 17th at 154 and it went into decline. So. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about that. But let's take a look at sustainability. Um, maybe some of you know this company. Sustainability, currently not available for PAG. Okay, that's what I see. That's on Yahoo. 
So this is where it gets interesting for the um, for the uh, holders now. So I'm just looking for a company name. I did see. Ah, okay. Here we go. Here's an unknown company. All right. So this is another one that we need to be aware of uh, that owns Rothschild. It's called Dimensional Fund Advisors. Uh, and that came up here under Penske. Dimensional Fund Advisors owns 4.53. So that's an unknown company that has interest in Rothschild itself. Very interesting. All right. So again, this is all online. I, I'm only using two sites, marketscreener.com and Yahoo Finance. And they always say, do your own research. I can validate it. You can validate it yourself. Anyway, so we got dimensional. This is now for Penske Automotive. So the holder here, dimensional, 4.5% Vanguard, Vanguard, 3.1% and then BlackRock at 1.77. So if you ask yourself out of all of those uh, interests, they probably represent probably pushing close to 10% of the company is owned by any of those three companies. And any of the other ones, we don't know. Um, but uh, just keeping an eye on both the, the three names, Vanguard, BlackRock, and now, as I said, the Dimensional Fund Advisor and BlackRock. Uh, okay, well, let's take a look at the gold producers. And of course, we have Barrick, which is the largest in the world. Uh, we've already gone over the sustainability. Not a, not a very good performer. Let me just pull up the chart here. Um, yeah, it's it's down. Hang on here. Let me pull. I got some distracted stuff here. Okay, so gold. Yeah, it, it it's not doing too good. February first, it was at nineteen oh five, and it's dropped back to eighteen oh seven. So. It's been declined. Not a great company. That's a monthly performance. Holders for Barrick. Uh, Vanguard, number two, at 3.47%. BlackRock at 2.1%. And uh, that's it. So another company I see a lot is Capital World Investors. Let's see if that name comes up. No, that, that name does not come up here. Uh, okay, so it's Penske. Let me pull up another random company here. Uh, PSN. Okay, so PSN is Parsons. Parsons Corporation. Let's see what they do. Okay, so Parsons Corporation, another smaller company. Uh, Parsons American Technology. Ooh, interesting. Focus Defense, Intelligence Security infrastructure engineering company so it's kind of like maybe palantir we should look at palantir afterwards so parsons uh doing okay it's one of the better companies uh it's still in a good upswing there let me just pull up the five day looking good monthly looking good uh so sustainability no record okay so holders Interesting. So we have here T. Rowe, 
at 3.9, BlackRock at 3.4, and Vanguard at 3.2. Okay, that's interesting. They're, 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 they seem to be a security company of some kind. So let me just pull up out of curiosity Palantir. Now, I've talked about this before about the Davos friendly crowd. Palantir is one of them. They've been, Palantir has definitely been uh, part of that crowd for a long time. So when you look at Palantir, you don't know, you should know this. This is the company to know about for the U.S. Public American company specializing in big data analytics founded by Peter Thiel. So they've obviously spun uh, this, but here it is. Palantir rooted in building data-driven technology applications for complex, high-value corporate and commercial uses. So basically, Palantir is a company that uh, has used here. Is Palantir an evil company? Palantir is considered evil because the people who run it have strong beliefs about what they want the future to look like, and they act aggressively on those beliefs. To outsiders, it may look like Palantir is relentless, building the most intrusive, nefarious surveillance and analysis tools they can. That's from Quora. Okay, so again, let's reread. Our product serves as a connective tissue between organizations' data, its analytics, capabilities, and operational uh, execution, and who uses it, government and commercial use. Okay, so that's Palantir. But let's take a look at Palantir, how they've been doing overall. Pretty horrible. They're down. Yeah, same for the monthly view. But anyways, let's let's look at their sustainability. How odd. There is no, no data, no sustainability, no ESG data for Palantir. The private company or publicly listed Davos friendly, Davos company. Okay. So holders. All right. So again, <laughs> who do we have as the holders of this company? Number one, Vanguard, 8%. BlackRock, 4.8%. State Street, which I've talked about, 1.7%, um, and so on and so on. Um, this is part of it. Now, I'm going to just mention one more company. It's a spinoff from Samsung. Uh, let me just see here. Okay, so how do I know this company? Uh, yes, I think this company is called Hanwha Tech Wind. All right, so Hanwha Tech Wind, founded as Samsung Tech Wind. Uh, headquartered and its total stake, blah, 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 blah. Okay, here we go. Sold automation, aeronautica, and weapons technology company product. Uh, it's Korean. So it was under uh, Samsung. Company established a precision instrument laboratory in 1978, started 
making cameras in 1979 uh, in cooperation with GE, Jet Engine, da-da-da-da. Okay, let me just see if that company's listed and see who owns that company. So again, that's uh, Hanwha, started by Samsung or Samsung for a while was a corp, uh, private, the uh, corporate company, a parent company. And again, that's H-A-N-W-H-A, Hanwha, Techwin, T-E-C-H, Win, W-I-N. So let me just see if this company is listed on Yahoo. I'm going to tell you how I know about this company. So Hanwha, Techwin is a private company. Ooh, here we go. This is what how what they describe themselves. Hanwha Techwin is a surveillance company, aeronautics, optoelectronics, automations, and weapons technology company. Again, uh, they are, they are, um, yeah, based out of Korea. Now, let me just just verify something here. Okay, so. Okay, so I'm sorry. This uh, I think this company's um, Korean. Yeah, so it's South Korean company. All right, so this is something of concern, uh, but uh, they've. Uh, They've, uh, let me just see another. Okay, so. All right, so. Okay, so if you go to um, weforum.org, World Economic Forum, they are listed as a company on World Economic Forum. This is how I know about this company. I watched videos on uh, whatever, let's say Rumble, Rumble, okay, we know, uh, where in the pavilion, if you know about in Davos, they have a pavilion of companies trying to woo-woo investors or just do whatever on this pavilion. Hanwha was one of those companies that was listed. I'm like, who is this Hanwha? Because I'm interested to know who's in this uh who are part of this cabal at the Davos crowd? And yes, they are listed on We Forum. So if you do World Economic Forum, Hanwha Techwin, you'll see the company. And here they are. Hanwha Group is the ninth largest business group in Korea. 58 domestic affiliates and 190 networks in petrochemical defense, renewable and financial services. Note they take out surveillance. And the surveillance again was on Yahoo Finance. Yeah, number one, surveillance. But conveniently, World Economic Forum doesn't mention that. Hanwha Manufacturing and Construction Business encompasses a broad range of fields, including petrochemicals and advanced material, aerospace components, and total solar solutions. Finance Network is the second largest non-finance group in Korea. And remember, this is spun out by um, Samsung. Hanwha has positioned itself in the forefront of the global energy industry. So essentially, 
I think why Samsung dumped Hanwha was because they didn't want to be associated with this company, especially in that magical word that's been missing here on the WEF forum, surveillance. And if Samsung was caught up in that, what will happen? Well, Samsung will uh, get uh, hit from the investors because that's a bad thing. No different than Palantir. Um, and Palantir, well, we already cover them. So Hanwha is in on this. So this, again, is the ESG crowd, the ones that push Hanwha. Now, let me just go over to uh, a website here. Um, uh, let's see here. So, okay, so here I'm looking up uh, who, who went to the, um, the Davos. Everyone's interested in Davos, right? No Hanwha. Yeah, no Hanwha. These are people. I, I'm more interested in the corporations. All right. Well, you kind of get the... Oh, here it is. Maybe this is it. Okay. So, um, yeah, a lot of people may not know about these other companies, but put my two cents out there, I guess. But again, if you want to know more about this, so essentially what I'm saying about the ESG movement is that you can't avoid it. You have to actually uh, acknowledge this is a reality when it comes to investment. Um, but you can also use it as a, well, I, I can't really say if you can use this as a guide in terms of a tool, but in terms of sustainability, it may be an advantage for investment if you are uh, into the ESG thing, but I just want to highlight the contradiction of what's out there, that the dirty producers of oil mining get the sustainability, but the ones that put out the messaging of wokeness don't even get anywhere close. So that's a hypocrisy. So if you want to know more about what I do, just go over to, you better yet, maybe I should give you this one. If you want to secure your own financial well-being, for two reasons, you want to know, I, I have a video on about uh, banking, about how to control your own bank, quantlabs.net slash banking, to go over there and opt in, quantlabs.net slash banking. I'm also working on a similar one for CBDC, because I've got now, in the last two weeks, I put out two videos, about three hours of video, so I'm going to make those available as well, um, because people need to know this. And what's going on about, especially when it comes to CBDC, that's our number one threat in terms of our financial security. And with what I'm telling you here, again, using facts and data that you can download yourself and verify that uh, you need to be aware of. Um, ESG is really not the threat. The threat are these companies that put out the false messaging, <clears throat> the, the spider web of all the higher up families we'll call them that seem to control this and again you can do your own data i'd be interested to hear what people come up with but it has to be verified data 
okay, from, from mainstream sites. Otherwise, you just come out like a toot. Uh, again, I'm using majority is uh, uh, Yahoo Finance and this other company, uh, website, marketscreener.com are my two references right now. So we'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening and have yourselves a good day.